Hey, is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Episode three. Episode three. Oh, we're, we're live. <laughs> Apologize for the sound. We are going to uh, improve that uh, shortly here. Um, basically, right now, we're just handing the mic off to each other to get a decent uh, recording um, sound quality, hopefully. Um, lots uh, happened this week. We uh, made a uh, Facebook page. It's called Field of Geeks. Um, go out and check it out. Got our first podcast on there, um, and it was it was pretty good. I mean, we're taking baby steps here, but we're we're getting there. We're getting more confident and everything, and we just our goal is just to uh, entertain you and give you some news that you can just simply listen to, because um, you know, reading up on all this it takes time. So we just hope to uh, provide that luxury for you all, and. Uh, I'll just kick it off here. We're going to talk about um, Tom Holland cast as Spider-Man. Um, I The guy looks really good. I don't know if have you seen this, Al. Uh, I, well, I've heard of the guy. I know he was up against, uh, I can't remember the name of the kid. They, I, guess, I guess Sony had their kid that they wanted in the role, and Marvel had theirs. Sounds like Marvel's kid won. So I think Sony got the picture that, hey, Marvel makes a lot more money than we do, so maybe we should just use their guy because we'll be a lot more successful. And hopefully we won't have to reboot this thing for a third time in, in what, a decade, something like that. So uh, I guess I don't, I don't know much about Tom Holland. Do you know of anything that he's been in? Well, I'm just doing a little bit of reading here. Um see well let's see oh he was he had a role in billy elliott the musical at the victoria place theater in london um and he was starring in the movie the impossible i'm not sure i think the impossible might be that uh oh gosh about the uh tsunami maybe uh i saw that a couple years back i i don't really remember him too much um but you know the guy he looks like peter parker to me um now the Brit, I got nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're they're good actors, and um, yeah, I, I agree with Al. I don't I don't want another origin story, and I don't think we're going to be getting that at all. I think um, this is just going to be kind of like Batman. Um, it's already been established, and uh, yeah, we just we just have fun with it basically, and um, hopefully, you know, they can keep uh, keep going, and hopefully his uh, appearance in Civil War um, will be uh, will be great. Um, I think it's going to be brief because Civil War is just so much stuff going on. Um, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm anxious. I, I'm really anxious to see if they're going to make any changes to the suit because, uh, quite frankly, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit I thought was great. I don't think you could really do anything else to tweak that. You know, they made the eyes bigger. That was probably the highlight of the last movie. I mean, I enjoyed the last one. Obviously, I see the flaws now. Um, I wish Sony would have just went forward with the third one, but you know, it this is it's already changed. It's and I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think the deal is just no more origins for a while, or maybe a reference to it just through dialogue or maybe a little flashback. But I don't need that. You know, I, I know we know the story of Spider-Man pretty much, um, and Batman as well. Um, you have anything else you want to say about Spider-Man? Um, I guess what I'll add is that I just think that they were kind of up against the clock here because uh, 
they're in the middle of filming Civil War now, so they really needed to get that part nailed down. They needed to come to an agreement between Marvel and Sony over who that was going to be just so they can uh, go forward and not waste any more days um, because obviously I don't know how large of a role Spider-Man plays in the movie, but you know that they if he only has a few scenes, they needed to get those filmed and out of the way and and move on with move on with their lives and let Sony start making their uh, Marvel you know, co-produced and yet Sony-backed movies. So um, I, we'll see what this does to the quality of the of the Sony movies. We'll see if they if uh, Marvel's influence has some sort of positive effect um, because it seems like the box office is starting to go downhill there with the the Amazing Spider-Man. So um, not sure what other developments are happening in Civil War. Maybe you could touch on those if you're aware of any. I don't know if you've kept up on what's going on with that. I think you, know, you might might want to might want to catch the audience up on that then. Yeah, yeah. We do that. Um, well, um, looks like the Hulk's going to be in it now, um, which is great. Uh, I think everybody wanted more Hulk, especially after Avengers two. Um, the Hulk. He wasn't going to be, um, but he is now. Well, it's uh, it's a slight confirmation, but it's most li- likely going to happen. Um, the interesting thing they have here is, um, you know, when they went and they had the cast sheet like a while back, they had William Hurt back as uh, General um, Thunderbolt uh, Ross. And, of course, they've kind of, in a way, ignored the Incredible Hulk movie, even though it's not a terrible movie at all. Um, it's just kind of like the one that... Uh, they don't really, you know, show you much, uh, or I don't know, reference much, let's say. Um, but the interesting thing is about um, General Ross in this one. It looks like, according to William Hurt, they have changed his character up a little bit. Um, a lot of people are hinting at him becoming the Red Hulk, which I, I think is pretty exciting. I think that's what people want, and of course, I think that's the way you're going to sell a solo Hulk movie in the future as well. Uh, you know. People like colors, you know. You got red and red and green fighting each other. I mean, come on, that's, that's popcorn gold, you know. What's the red hole? Uh, good question. I am not uh, that caught up on it from what I from what I have read, uh, and I apologize if I'm getting this wrong. Um, basically, he um, he injects himself with soldier serum, and that's what he he becomes a Red Hulk, and he's one of Hulk's enemies. So I don't know if he does that out of uh, frustration that he couldn't get a uh, serum uh, made because, you know, Banner was working on a serum, and that's how he got exposed to gamma rays and all that fun stuff. But I'm not quite sure the whole reason. And also, even if I knew, given the Marvel movie verse, they, they change things all the time. So it's, it's, it's possible that they just might... Um, Totally revamp that concept, but I I'm for it. Um, I don't think it's been really confirmed yet. It's kind of hints here and there, um, but yeah, um, I'm excited to see him back. And yeah, I think that's an obvious uh, step to take with his character. Um, you know, you can only be such an intimidating general for so long. I mean, you gotta grow. Literally, he will grow if he becomes a Red Hulk. So that'll be interesting. Um, so and also uh, touching up on uh, Civil War, looks like the uh, reporter lady from the first Iron Man, and she was in the second one. Do you remember her? Yeah, she was hot. <laughs> yes, she was. Um, looks like she might be back in Civil War, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I kind of missed her from the third one, even though it didn't make sense for her. she wasn't like a huge character or anything. Well, I mean, in 
didn't she get used and abused by Tony in the first one, and then she kind of showed up in the second one with hanging around, uh, yeah, Hammer, yeah. Hammer Time. Yeah. Hammer Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably more of a uh, nod to the audience, like, hey, remember me? You know, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I think uh, Pepper Potts said something about, uh, oh, no, no, I take that back. I think her, char- I think her character is... Angie Everhart, maybe? Or is that an actress? Wait, that's an actress. Though. Okay, then I got that wrong. I know. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, her last name in real life is... <laughs> her last name in real life is Everhart. So maybe that's where I was getting messed up. Anyway, her... I apologize. I don't know her name from the movie. But... Um, looks. There was a scene where uh, she was with Hammer and Tony and Pepper and... Um, I think she said something about, uh, I did a story on, uh, Tony last, last year. And then, um, um, Tony, uh, oh no, she said I did a piece on Tony last year. And I think Tony then said, and she wrote a story or something like that. It was kind of cool. That Tony had a piece for her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Um, but, uh, actually it was confirmed via Instagram that she was returning. So it looks like it's official. Okay. Christine Everhart is her character's name. I'm reading here. I apologize. Uh, Leslie Bibb is her actual name. Um, so yeah, Christine Everhart is the reporter. And I think the way she's going to be brought back into this universe is she, I, I read, she may be working for the, the Daily Bugle, which I think is excellent idea. I mean, that will link you right to Spider-Man. And... He, she could be in Spider-Man movies in the future. You think she's going to be... You don't think they're going to go Gwen Stacy or something with her character? No. No, I don't... No, 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 not at all. I just think she just happens... I think I think her character will just give you an introduction to the Daily Bugle. And then after that, you know, she'll just probably be a minor character again. That's my guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, Civil War overall, you know, it's, it's very exciting. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I think there's going to be a ton of people showing up. Uh, my hope is to see at least Matt Murdock's cameo of him just maybe walking in the street in his lawyer attire. I think that'd be a really cool cameo and just simple and easy. Um, cause you know, uh, Avengers 2 had a lot of characters in it. And of course, Civil War is obviously going to have a lot of characters as well, but you know, you don't probably want to just jam it down people's throats, but if you you see an image of somebody you know in the background or walking by or whatever, I think that would be a more of a uh, natural uh, cameo. But, you know, they're not going to listen to us. They'll do whatever they want. So, but, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, you got uh, Benjamin uh, Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, too. I, I don't, I actually, it looks like he might be in Civil War as well. I guess he just pretty much just... Just expect to see everybody in Civil War, practically. Uh, Ant-Man is for sure going to be in it. Um, thanks to, um, you know, uh, paparazzi or whoever are taking pictures of, you know, the actors filming behind the scenes and all that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited about Civil War. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think Civil War is going to be, has the chance to be a really, really epic movie. I think it's it'll be interesting to see how the Russo brothers, the ones that directed Winter Soldier, how they handle this larger cast, because uh, Winter Soldier was more of a 
kind of a it was a thriller it was an action thriller but the cast was a little bit smaller and the story was more complex um now they have kind of the joss whedon uh challenge of trying to mix all these different characters into a story and still have the story be interesting and I, we kind of noticed even Avengers 2 was kind of starting to bend under the weight of trying to include all still have everybody still be interesting and still be a story without cutting corners it was starting to just the theatrical version anyway it was it was becoming a challenge even for Joss Whedon I mean, it was still a, still a really good movie don't get me wrong we'll see if they're up to that challenge because it's it's There'll be a lot more to a lot more to juggle there, with uh, and a lot more pressure to to have it be successful because um, it's basically, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a basically a glorified Avengers movie, even though it's Captain. So, so I guess we'll see. Right? Yeah. Um, I know it does seem more like an Avengers movie at this point, but uh, but you know, it is an interesting storyline, um, and uh, I don't mean to give it away, but I don't think Marvel would really do it. But apparently in Civil War, Tony kills Captain America. But I don't see them going down that route. Not, they wouldn't do it, but in the comic they do it. And uh, uh, Bucky Barnes takes over for Captain America for a while. Well, well, didn't Chris Evans sign on for, just recently, sign a new contract? So I, I it's hard to imagine him being because of the real world with this contract right, so right yeah exactly yeah well he he has and also uh sebastian stan i think that's his name uh yeah but in the comics i guess captain america dies and then he comes back so it still would work with chris evans deal um you know i don't know i don't think they'll do that I, it would be really if it was dc they would because <laughs> you know they're going dark right now but it would be cool, but I I don't see them doing that. Um, I I think they'll I think they'll uh, tease it, tease the idea maybe maybe uh, maybe Cap Cap will fake it, fake his death, and then Tony I think he killed him, and then that's how they make up. He's like ah, I didn't really die. I could see that being the PG thirteen version of them killing it. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think we've seen kind of a reticence on on Marvel's part of. Um, Killing off characters, you know. Right. I think that was one of the criticisms of the last couple of Avengers movies. Like nobody you really cared about really died. Um, so I, I, and Captain America is probably right now Marvel's second favorite. You know, fans' second favorite. Um, in you know, a single film character. You know, besides Iron Man, that can carry a film on his own. You know, some a lot of the other characters aren't really you know uh, individual film worthy, like the Hulk or. Black Widow or Hawkeye or uh, some of these other characters. They're cool, but just probably can't carry an entire movie, or at least to this point, nobody's there hasn't been much of a demand. So I guess we'll see what happens with uh, Captain America. But I I just don't see them killing him off. It's just no, there's just too many reasons not to. It's just it wouldn't think that it would probably upset all the kids, all the families. <laughs> Kill Captain America, man. Be like walking out of America. Yeah, it's just and, and yeah, like they like to keep it PG thirteen. They don't want to disappoint. Pressing in Dark Knight Rises on it, so. Still for that matter. Right, right. Um, 
yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to it. I think the Russo brothers will crush it. Um, they seem to be really, really good at what they do. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think a two-person team can be very effective. It could take the stress off, you know, one another. I mean, I'm sure Whedon got a little stressed. I can only imagine. I, I don't know. If he kept his cool the whole time, I, it may be in post that's when he lost it. Because they were like, well, we're going to have to cut this, cut that, you know, but... Well, uh, yeah, I, I think we touched on this on the last episode, which may or may not ever air, but um, <laughs> <laughs> because of audio quality issues. Um, yes. But um, yeah, apparently, according to some articles out there, there was some bargaining going on between, hey, if you have to cut out, you know, if you want to keep this scene, then you have to add that scene. If you want to keep the farmhouse scene with Hawkeye and his family, then you need to include the Thor, you know, Flashing around in the water scene because that sets up stuff for the next Thor movie. Right, so, right. so I think there was a lot of, you know, uh, back and forth with the producers and execs that he wasn't fond of. So, I think that kind of soured him on dealing with Marvel, which that seems to be a trend. You know, They've, there's been other directors that, you know, John Favreau, Edgar Wright, that have just had, you know, they've said, nah, don't like dealing with Marvel. Um, the movies have still turned out really well, but it's just, yeah, don't, seems to leave a sour taste in yeah. people's mouth. Well, I, I don't know if Edgar Wright pulled the plug or it was more of Marvel, but, uh, I, I, that's a shame. I, I do see why they would have done that because, you know, he's a director that has his own type of look and obviously every director has that, but I don't know, Edgar Wright's just unique, you know, and I think. That was just playing against the Marvel, you know, formula. But um, yeah, I I think it'll be I think it'll be great. I'll look forward to it. Obviously, I I'll go see it. I go see all these movies, so um, they haven't really let me down yet. So even the Thors, you know, I mean, they're not the greatest, but still had a good time watching them. Um, so um, wanted to move on to. Um, let's. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Marvel? Marvel, more Marvel. <laughs> Starring. <laughs> Guys in tights again, and Hawkeye. Um, yeah. Well, good news if you're a Star Trek fan like I am. Uh, uh, Star Trek Beyond has start started filming. Yay! Uh, I'm not sure if I like the title much, but um, who's directing Star Trek Beyond? Um, it is Justin Lin, I think, and he directed the uh i think the last two or three maybe more than that fast and furious movies so i'm worried oh, so would you say his uh his inclusion into this series is just in time or no oh sorry <laughs> um i you know i'm not crazy about the idea i you know Cause I'm a Star Trek fan. I actually wanted Jonathan Frakes to direct it because you know he didn't have as much money to to work with as these new directors have. Um, this Justin Lin. The only thing that's kind of been a positive is he claims to be a a longtime Star Trek fan. So maybe he'll surprise us. I mean, those Fast and Furious movies aren't horrible. They're unbelievable, but. Um, Maybe that's the point, I guess. But I, I don't really want my Star Trek to 
go down that road. That's kind of why uh, I'm bummed J.J. couldn't just finish off at least three movies. You know, that's it'd be like his trilogy. You know, he's getting that Star Wars money. Yeah, wow. of course. Yeah, well, and he might even be doing another Star Wars. Uh, not sure, but um, we got a. Uh, gee, it should be out. Uh, Star Trek Beyond should open July eighth, twenty sixteen. Um, so yeah, I'll be there for sure. Oh well, I guess looks like um, oh the DP Lynn directed Fast Furious films. Wyndon was also DP on several episodes of HBO Specific and Rennie Harlan's Deep Blue Sea. That's just a little bit uh, behind the scenes on um, who's going to be directing it and filming and stuff. Um, oh, train wreck. <laughs> I hope not, because if, it if it's a train wreck, uh, Paramount will probably, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, maybe they'll go back to TV, but I mean, that's, right now, that's uh, kind of out of the question, it sounds like, so. Well, well who, wrote, who wrote the movie? Uh, oh, actually, um, there was many rewrites. Um, well, okay, because, uh, gosh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, uh, no, the one of the writers on the last two movies, he was a big Star Trek fan, and apparently he wrote a script. Um, I can't remember his name right now. It's like Robert Oric or something. I don't know, but uh, he was going to direct it, and he wrote the script. But uh, according to Simon Pegg, it was too Star Trekky, so it probably would have uh, made the fans happy, very happy. But uh, you know, Simon Pegg's got, he's writing, uh, he's wrote on this script, so I have confidence in it. I mean, Pegg is, he's a good writer, and, you know, he's always delivered pretty good material, so, you know, I, I hope for the best. I mean, I'll be there either way. I just, I just want these movies to keep, you know, making money, and obviously I want them to be good. Um, and, you know, the last one I liked, um, it does have its problems. Um, I think they need to get back to the, more of the, the first one, the reboot or whatever they did, um. And it would be awesome if they could incorporate William Shatner, you know, since he's in his 80s. It would be kind of like a cool homage. I don't know how they could do that. Was Shatner in either of the first two? No, just Leonard Nimoy because Shatner died in um, Generations. So. Oh, you didn't? I didn't know that. What was the last, what was the last Star Trek movie you saw? I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. We've got Whales. Uh, we've got... We've got uh, That's a good one. <laughs> uh, we got whales. We got uh, Kirk in the in his in his in his little booster boots uh, going up oh, going up the side of a mountain. Spock had the booster boots. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was Kirk Spock. Was climbing the mountain. But yeah. Oh. Oh, the old timers are setting in, man. <laughs> oh well, that's you know it's not bad. Um, no, Voyage Home was amazing movie. It had a great tribute to the uh, the Challenger crew. Uh, you know after that tragedy. Um, and it's just a good movie overall. It's basically uh, the one Star Trek movie, probably like the reboot in uh, 09 that you know a lot of people liked, non-Star Trek fans and fans, of course. Um, so yeah, I, I starring lens flares. <laughs> I like those lens flares. I actually do like the lens flares. I'll miss them. I know a lot of people are like, Ugh, but it kind of, to me, it kind of. It puts you there. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I didn't hate them. I'm just saying that. Um, but, you know, it's a unique thing. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that, and hopefully it'll uh, be good. And I have faith somewhat. Uh, hopefully it'll be logical. <laughs> no. Oh! Oh, where's the drum? 
Uh, no. Um, Starring. Anyway, so yeah, look forward to that. Um, also, uh, let's talk about James Bond, Al. Well, I think uh, I think Daniel Craig opted back in to the role for one last film, or at least one more film. And apparently, Damian Lewis was up for the role if he hadn't have taken uh, fulfilled his contract and done and, and done that last. Yeah, if Craig. Yeah, Damian Lewis, the guy from the only thing I've ever I remember Damian Lewis from is from HBO's Band of Brothers, yes. where he adopted an American accent to play uh, Mister Mister well, Redheaded Wonderful Man, <laughs> well, he, the, the he leading was, character. He was in. Uh, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, he was in a uh, Homeland, of course. I haven't seen that show. That's right. Yeah, forgot about that. But it's supposed to be a good show. I think it's only ran three seasons, maybe, but. That's basically what got him more uh, popular. He did have a short-run show on NBC as well. Like, he was a cop or something. I'll, I'll be honest. He doesn't really strike me as a Bond, just the way he looks. I mean, I know that's terrible to say. But well, look at Craig, though. He didn't. When Craig was cast, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. I was really disappointed by Craig, actually. You got a point. I, you know, when when I first saw him, I'm like, he's got these big, big ears. He's got the. <laughs> I mean, he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. It's like what? Craig? This, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like. Yeah. I just didn't see it. I'm like, I it's kind of weird. And then when they first introduced him, he had he had exceptionally, well, not super long hair, but he had this right. big floppy haircut. In the promo. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, ah, I'm not sure this is gonna work. But but then Casino Royale came oh, out. He yeah. was he was awesome. He ruled. That's not even an issue anymore. But yeah, yeah I, I yeah that's true. I I think with any new actor, you're gonna get a lot of backlash because people fear change. But well, for so long it the uh, you know the. People looking for the Brosnan types. Uh, well, you know, Dalton and Brosnan kind of look similar. Um, you know, very, well, I'd say more Brosnan was more pretty boy, you know. He was good, but... Yeah, yeah, Bro Brosnan never struck me as anybody who could actually ever truly win a fight. <laughs> well, if you put him against Craig, especially in Casino Royale, holy crap, Craig was packing, man. Jeez, I was like... He still is. Well, I know, I know, but I think he was, I think that was his peak, you know, because, I mean, gosh... That was 06 now, right? Casino. Yeah, and plus, he was probably in his mid 30s back then when they filmed that, and he's getting older now. So. Right. Well, and okay, yeah. Um, I this Damien Lewis, I I had reservations, but then I started. Uh, I could, I could see him. You know, I think Craig's kind of paved a way. You could pretty much cast anybody as long as they're good actors and they, you know, they they bring you a Bond that you want to see. Um, Damien Lewis would have been our first ginger Bond. Yeah. Well, just like Craig's our first blonde Bond, right? There's room in the world for everyone, even redheads. Yes, let's all hold hands. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, it was talk about, uh, uh, oh gosh, Alba, Alba, what's his name? Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm for a black bond, I don't care, but. I mean, if you can have a black Norse god, you know, in, yeah. in, in, uh, in Norse mythology, hey, why not? You know? the, yeah. The only, the only hiccup, and it doesn't bother me, but. I know Roger Moore has said something about, like, well, Bond shouldn't be... Let me say this. I love black people! <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, uh, but he is, what, part Scottish and German? What do you know? What? Who? Bond. Bond is. No, not, not Alba. Oh, I was going to say... Bond, Bond is. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that family tree goes... Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. He would have to be adopted, or, you know, you just... You just Accept it, like okay, yeah, he's part Scottish and whatever, you know. Yeah, that would be like me being part Scottish. No, nah, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. 
that's the only thing I could see, uh, like, you know, uh, hiccup, but you know what, I, I was totally cool for it, but the only problem is, by the time Craig steps down, he's going to be too old, too, to, because, you know, these guys got to do at least three movies, and, and you know, if they're going to spread them out like they have been, which I hope they stop, because I, I think they just need to just keep going, because it looks like Craig, Craig signed till 2020, okay, so if he's got one more movie, holy crap, that's going to be a long wait again. Yeah, I... I guess I don't mind the wait so long as the movie turns out well. Uh, what what I don't want is like you know Quantum of Solace came out like what maybe two years after Casino Royale, and we were like oh great, but then it came out and we're like yeah it's not Casino Royale. Yeah, well you know and I do remember having some concerns about uh, Quantum uh, because they said oh it's gonna be the first sequel to a previous story and I was like oh, I don't know about that. But, you know, I don't hate Quantum, but yes, it, it is flawed, especially coming off of Casino Royale. It's just, oh man, that movie just really, I think it brought everybody just back, you know, and like, this is going to be something really cool that we, you know, it basically opened your eyes to how weak the other Bonds were up to this point. I mean, you know, there's been some Bonds that were great, but, you know, looking back, like comparing Craig to, to Brosnan, holy crap, there's a drastic difference, and... You know, we were missing a lot of good stuff. And obviously, Judy Dench, you know, was good with uh, Brosnan. And uh, they had brought her back, you know, which people accepted, even though this is like a reboot. It's like, you know, you got a good actress. She's, what, won one Oscar at least. I'm sure she's worn some BAFTAs. Um, but, yeah, you know, she was excellent. And then you got the new M. Um, oh, crap. Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, yes. Which I think that's just brilliant casting. I mean, it's just everything's just going the way it should. Hopefully, this this movie will be the same. Uh, the only, and I said this on the first podcast, but the only thing I'm concerned about is as much as I like them giving mystery, like, oh, your house burnt down and we found these documents, blah blah blah. To me, that's like another sequel territory to the previous movie versus just a whole new movie on its own. That's just my concern. It, it almost. Uh you know, strikes me as like, well, you know, our last movie was the most profitable profitable one ever. How can we somehow milk uh, the story from the first one and, and have it this one somehow, some way? I don't know. Or maybe it's just lazy writing. Who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, but in the, in the past, Bond, Bonds have repeated their, their exact stories pretty much. I mean, I think um, You Only Live Twice and uh, Spy Who Loved Me are like identical in... You know, like, uh, I think You Only Live Twice, the astronauts um, get kidnapped in the beginning, and then you got uh, Spy Who Loved Me, uh, the sailors get kidnapped, and it's just kind of like similar, they they have been down this road, you know. Well, let's face it, there's, uh, the you know, the usual formula where you have the big action set piece in the beginning, and then right. you have, yeah, you know, at some point in the movie, Bond gets captured by the villain and into some secret hideout, and it's usually some big, gigantic, cavernous hideout, and and you know, you know Bond somehow escapes, you know, against all odds, and winds up getting the chick, and I mean, it's just, yeah. So there's a formula. I I think the Craig movies have kind of, in a way, adhered to part of the formula, but also found ways to subvert it as well right. which in, in in interesting ways they're, they're kind of nolanized in a way yeah in a way i it's they've kind of in a post 9-11 you know yeah. kind of world they've kind of made somewhat more gritty somewhat more grounded but also 
they've slowly, through three successive movies since Craig's taken over, they've tried to introduce, you know, uh, well, they've brought back M, and they brought back Money Penny, and trying to somehow make it, keep it modern, and yet somehow stay traditionally classic, which is a very tricky balance. It's a very difficult balance to make a bond. So I don't, right. I don't envy the task that, that, that they have every time they make one of these. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I see that too. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, like going back, uh, basically, *A Spy Who Loved Me* brought Roger Moore out of his uh, box office disaster. Uh, previous Bond, at least, *The uh, Man with the Golden Gun*. I guess that that didn't do so well. So a lot, a lot was on that third one of his to do well. And I think they just used what was um, what was good before. So. And it was a good movie, and yeah, I mean they all have their problems, but the the Craigs have been able to I think harness the the best parts of the old movies, and um, you know what's unique about Skyfall is I think first well since Quant or Quantum since Casino we're covering new ground you know with Casino we cover the new ground of his origin and you know the famous book you know and then with Skyfall we got to see his birthplace or you know where he came from and um a little bit back more backstory on um you know about his parents and stuff and um looks like specter's gonna do even more because i mean we got a picture of his parents um shown and um oh gosh um what's the uh what's the main bad guy's name um from django and stuff Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. yeah, holy crap! I didn't forget that. But looks like they're linked in a way. So I don't know. I, you know, of course we'll be there to see it, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I I trust they'll do a good job, especially after the wait. They they almost have to, you know. Um, but yeah, it looks like we're gonna get a lot more action, a lot more uh, uh, gadgets with the car, you know, which is cool. But um, yeah, as long as they don't overdo it, you know. But yeah, something else. I think we talked talked about it last week too. Uh, the trailer seems dark, and yet, yeah, there, it's action-filled, but it seems darker than Skyfall, and I think, yeah. you know, different cinematographer, obviously, but, right. um, but yeah, it seems darker, and I think you'd mentioned something about the, the way it was filmed, the way that, so, something about the trailer, you remember? Something about, was there slow motion or something? Oh, well, I, I can't explain what I saw, but I did see another trailer, and it looks like that problem was removed. I don't know if it maybe was, a uh, buffering issue I, I had or hard to explain it just looked like some action scenes were really really quick and blurry I guess you know what I'm just talking about kind of I, I was gonna say I don't I'm like you were talking about that I'm like I don't remember that in the trailer I'm like <laughs> well I maybe I just saw a different trailer maybe I saw like a BBC trailer or something you know sometimes they're uh you know videos different in a way produced or whatever uh, but it looks like they've corrected it I I I pretty I was pretty sure they were going to you know because I mean yeah this cinematographer did uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy which is a beautiful looking movie it's a good movie um, not sure what else he did do you recall what else that cinematographer did um, the, you mean the guy who's not Roger Deakins yeah I don't yeah, even know the, the new guy I don't even know who this new guy is okay so yeah well anyway that's the only movie I know he did and uh, you know I I look forward to it. I think it's, it already looks like it, you know it's beautifully shot, so I'm excited about that. So yeah, we'll be there yeah, as soon as it comes out. I'm excited. Um, November will be um, 
It'll be Bond territory again. <laughs> well, I mean, November, uh, is it mid-November is coming out? Because I'm wondering, it's obviously they're not going to go up against Star Wars. I mean, they're going to have a good, hopefully a good month before they... Well, I'm pretty sure Star Wars is Christmas or December, so it won't, it won't exactly go up against, but... I'll be seeing both of those for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to both those months. Yeah. The... Yeah, and um, yeah, that's gonna be great. And um, yeah, so I look forward to seeing that. Um, other news uh, looks like Jason Statham will return for Fast and Furious Eight. Um, now you haven't seen these movies, right? Oh Lord, no. I I I, I watched the original Fast and Furious, and then I I realized. I there were other movies out there, and I never wanted to see another movie with Vin Diesel or Paul Walker, you know, trying to trying to uh, like smuggle VCRs or whatever they're doing in that first movie. Does anybody even care? I don't. Oh yeah, people do care. Yeah, I I don't really, but I I own them, you know. But how has it made it to eight movies? Well, it simply has. They changed their formula. That's what they did in. Uh, well, God, what was it? Fast, Fast Five. They changed the formula into more of a heist movie, like a uh, Ocean's Eleven with cars. Oh, oh, great! So you're hooked now, right? You gonna go out and rent those or borrow them? Well, I, I, well, I'm wondering how they're gonna keep going. I mean, wasn't Paul Walker's character pretty pivotal? Pit. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, no, uh, yeah, but. You know, it's such a huge cast. They they can go on. You know, they really can. Um, and they had a they had a nice uh, send off for his character. Um, I don't really give too much away. Well, I guess you don't really care. And people out people listening to this probably aren't. Yeah, I know. The spoiler alert is expired. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Paul Walker's dead. Oh gosh. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Al said that, not me. Um, no, uh, no, he had, had a beautiful send off, and um, yeah, I mean, they basically just—they uh, didn't. His character didn't, didn't die, but he pretty much quit the team, and they used, you know, footage from his brothers um, to kind of uh, render his appearance, um, and they had a nice um, race with uh, him and Vin Diesel. Um, and they played a pretty cool song that's on the charts now. I, I don't recall what it's called, but um, yeah, uh, it was very symbolic of what happened. I mean, he drives; they're they're racing, and then they there comes a like a fork in the road, and he he goes off, and it's kind of like his you know um, descent to heaven. You know, he's wearing like white a white t-shirt, and I think he's driving a white car. So it's very you know, I know I I, I dug it. Um, but it's like it's like some it's like the tribute uh, cheesiest tribute they could think of white T-shirt and the white car right? I don't know I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah. hey I didn't write it or you know shoot it or whatever but you know it, it wasn't it wasn't horrible but I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that song was um wait I'm gonna uh, something about uh, see you again you probably have heard it maybe on radio I don't know. I don't know. The only thing, all I know is on the radio they play Taylor Swift and Tobla. Oh yeah, it's not Taylor Swift. Yeah. And over again. Over. Taylor, starring Taylor. Yeah, that should be in the next movie. No. 
there there was some rumor that maybe Justin Bieber was going to uh, replace Paul Walker. Well, not replace his character, but like be the new. But no, that that won't happen. You can't. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. But yeah. That Bieber will not be in a, in a movie playing any significant role. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I don't. I hope that's not true. I think that's just stupid, you know. To be honest, um, looks like another uh, good thing about uh, Eight is uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, his character is going to be, be uh, beefed up a little bit more, which I'm for. It it set that up, and Kurt Russell was really. Um, yeah, it was exciting to see him in Seven, and uh, I probably liked his character the most, um, just because of the actor, and, you know, um, his character was uh, unique. What was he doing? He wasn't Stuntman Mike, was he? No, that would have been cool. Oh, that would be so cool. He, like, put Vin Diesel up front, and it's like, he, where, which way are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go right. And like, well, I'm going left. Uh, no, that would have been interesting. Maybe there's a blooper reel out there of that. Um, no, he's more of a... Uh, He's kind of like an FBI agent, not really an FBI, but some agency. Um, it, a lot of uh, a lot of jargon, you know. But it, it was cool. Some agency he worked for. He was like the head honcho, and yeah, he had these cool sunglasses in one scene where they cut the lights and he can see in the dark. And uh, he had Robocop vision. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Fast and Furious fan, but um, I could I could pretty much just wait for it to come out on you know video or whatever but um I'll, do you own all the movies yes i do except for tokyo drift which i don't think a lot of people like anyway so what do you got against tokyo drift uh nothing much it's just um Is it, would you say it's too <laughs> no i got no problems with that but nobody's in it from the other movies really um Vin Diesel's got a cameo at the end. Um, in Seven, Seven linked uh, Tokyo. It's really complicated. Like the timeline for these movies. Like Tokyo Drift was the third movie that came out, but it technically came after, or it came during Seven, which is funny because there's this actor in Tokyo Drift. Um, he, because uh, Tokyo Drift was like, oh gosh, maybe 2004. I don't know. It's, it's old, but I'm just still flabbergasted. A little Bow Wow was in it too. Well, a little Bow Wow. Now I'm sold. I I know. You better get out there and watch it. No. Um. Yeah. No, but the funny thing is, I didn't really notice it more than my brother did. But uh, they show the actor in three. They show a clip from three of Vin Diesel showing up or something like, "Hey, come over here." Uh, this guy knew uh, Han. Uh, it's the guy who died. Um, you, you have no idea. Some people know. But anyway, so they cut. Uh, it wasn't Hans Gruber? No. Oh, that would have been cool. I have, a, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I can't really do a good impression, but uh, I'm, I'm going to work on it. At least, well, I, I guess that has that going for it. At least the, the Fast and Furious movies, they aren't there going down the diehard path of getting worse and worse. It doesn't sound like anyway. Well... No, there. I mean, well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel, basically. Well, okay. In seven, he's on a parking structure fighting Jason Statham, and there's a scene. But I think a missile or a, a 
gun or a bullets uh, broke up some concrete, but Vin Diesel literally stomps and breaks concrete. Um, what do you think of my Jason Statham? Hi, I'm Jason Statham. Holy crap. Jason, how are you doing? Oh, you're not I'm doing great. I turned down the daredevil because I'm an asshole. No, because <laughs> my grandma could do it. The transporter. Actually, he said he won't come back to the transporter. You didn't enjoy that. I think he wants to do another crank, but whatever. But it, I'm Jason Statham. I got your crank right here, son. Oh, starring. Uh, <laughs> my crank. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, anyway, so that's pretty much uh, the Fast and Furious Eight news I have now. Um. See what else I've got. I'm actually um on our page. Oh, Jurassic World? Is that what you said, Al? Yeah, we saw Jurassic World. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, yeah, let's touch up on that now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, yeah, we, we saw Jurassic World uh, last Friday um, at Flix. And, um, you know, let's uh, get Al's take on Flix. For one thing, it's not just Flix. It's Flix Brewhouse. I'll have you know. I am sorry. Yes. Well, I'd li- I'd like to say that the it was an interesting experience. I'd never been to a, a theater like that. That was the first time I'd ever been to a theater where they actually came and served you anything, drinks and and food. Uh, it was weird. I mean, I uh, it had its challenges because you know there were so so many staff that like one person would come and take your order, take get get you a drink or the food. And then you'd never see him again, and then your regular person would come around and be like, uh, yeah, I ordered this, and then it's never showed up for like the last 20 minutes. So I, uh, it has its challenges. Plus, by the time your food or your drinks get there, you're, it's, if the show started, you're totally in the pitch dark, and you're trying to get, not get, you know, get the ketchup and the mustard on your, on your pants while you're trying to eat something in the dark. It, it, I don't know. It's... It's different. I, I like. I think I, I mentioned to you guys while I was there the other night that you just have to be in the kind of mood to go do something like that. I can, I can see. You know, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you know, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> that would be perfect for you. Uh, I have many alcoholic friends that would just love that. Uh, but, but seriously, um, I think for me, I, I'd have to be in the kind of mood where I don't really mind the distraction of all the wait staff running around trying to serve people food and and get all the orders taken because um, it was mildly distracting it, was, it wasn't bad um but I, I just felt like uh, i don't know I, maybe it was just so outside of my normal movie going experience it's sort of the you know usually i just have to worry about some moron uh you know kicking the back of my seat uh, but in, in this case there was just i don't know just a little bit more traffic running around behind me in front of me but but uh, but other than that, I the screen was huge. That was awesome. You know, I had really nice seat. I was in the handicap section, somehow, some way, but by myself. So that, so maybe they maybe that says something about me. I'm not sure. Let's not get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the presentation was really good. I thought uh, I thought it was a little strange that like you had to be there at a certain time, otherwise they wouldn't let you in. Those are the rules. Yeah, it's strict. It's very strict. I mean, you you. They they make you scared to even go to the bathroom. They're like if I leave here, and I will they let me back in here because they'll they'll think I'm late or something like that. So yeah, I, I'm 
I yeah, I'm it's it's yeah, you just feel like you're in you're in a really you're they're serving you food in a, in a really fancy Nazi concentration camp. Oh for a while. <laughs> But other than that, no. But I no, I had a good time. Um I, I don't know. I guess I don't I, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts about the presentation, but um but uh, the, I, it, we could see what you think about, you know, your experiences there. Uh, if they kind of mirror mine or what your opinion is on it, then we could probably get into the movie. Sure. Um, well, let's see, I think I've been there four times. Um, um, I, I've always had a good experience. You know, obviously, you're mixing two big worlds. You know, you got, you're watching a movie, and then you're ordering, you're having dinner, you're ordering food. So it's like a restaurant and a movie theater combined. So there's a little hiccup there. Um, I think it also depends on your server. You know, I, I think there's kind of a high turnover of the wait staff. Yeah, I, and I see why. That would be... Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, you know, it, it'd be stressful, but um, no, it's um, it's a it's a good place to go. I strongly recommend it. Just um, just get there early enough so you got some breathing room. You know, um, you can just uh, learn uh, how to get in. Uh, you know, because they have like these redeeming uh, ticket booths if they're working or they work on it that night actually. But um, so, so basically, it's the ones where the people can get their own tickets without having to wait in line. Because I, that's the other thing I noticed. Like, if you're waiting in line to buy a ticket and you're behind some large families that are, like, trying to figure out what seats they want yeah. reserved so they can all be together, it's it, you could be standing there for a while. So, yeah, you need to get there early. And I think it's even they even recommend or it's mandatory that you get there about half an hour early, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... Um I think it's a good idea to, uh, personally, I like getting them online, and you just bring in your slip, or they can scan your phone, there's like a barcode that gets on your phone that they can scan, um, but, yeah, I'd rather do that to avoid the hassle of, one, it being sold out, and two, oh, we gotta pick seats, and if you got a big group, it's like, well, looks like we're not gonna be able to sit together, so, how do you do that, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's not perfect, but, you know, I mean, I've been to other actual just movie theaters in general and haven't had a, a good experience, so um, it, it's nice just to be able to sit down and, and order your food, especially if you're running behind, you know, and sometimes the concession lines at other theaters are just, oh, you know, they're just long, you know. I remember when I saw Avatar years ago, um, I missed probably 10, 15 minutes of the movie just getting popcorn and stuff because, you know, I don't want to leave during the movie, but, of course, I was late for it. Um, no worries, but I, I, I recommend Flix. Um, you know, it's just, you kind of have to get used to it as well, because it, it's really a whole new thing, uh, for us, and, you know, I just, I hope it's successful, because, um, it, you know, it's, I think it's revitalizing Merle Hay Mall, and I, they need that, and they, they invested a lot into this, um, especially the owner of Flix, <laughs> um, but they did a lot of renovation to put that in there. So yeah, I strongly recommend it. Um, haven't been out into the restaurant area itself. Um, looks pretty decent, um, but you know I'd rather just you know just do everything in the theater. I mean you can come to you can come to theater early and get your food. You know I guess it depends on how many people are there, but um, it's a good place. And you know if you're a beer drinker, there's plenty of uh, brews they have. Um, haven't tried any of them myself. I, I'm not sure if you have. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I tried their uh, water. It was delicious and. Uh, and uh, had a lemon in it too. Yeah. Um, no, but they have good food. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, had a burger there once. That's what, that's what I had. I had the. Uh, 
Yeah. That's what I had, and uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, that's the other problem with watching the movie. You know, it's dark, but you have a little light. It's kind of, you know, I wouldn't really get something that's extremely messy unless you're able to eat it before the movie. Um, but uh, their popcorn, I think, is excellent. And uh, I know, you know, it's not really a hard thing to screw up, but you'd be surprised. Uh, you know, I've been to uh, other theaters, and yeah, a lot of times their popcorn's just not that good. But uh, and it for 4.95, you get a lot for this uh, for the popcorn to give you, and um, you get free refills on your drinks as well. So it, it can it can really be affordable compared to other theaters. I think you'd be surprised. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, we. Um, we went and saw the Jurassic World. Um, do you want to start off with what you thought? Sure. Well, I know I know that um, you know going into the movie, I'd actually read or not read, but I'd actually on YouTube, I'd seen a couple people review it out there. Um, some some of these bigger sites, and they mentioned, well, it's not going to be the greatest movie in the world, but you know, it was it was okay, it was decent. So I was I was going in expecting kind of just an okay movie. You know, a typical sequel, probably summer, a lot of explosions, uh, a lot of summer movie, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I actually was a little bit surprised it was better than I thought it was going to be. I, um, you know, there was, you know, you kind of have to throw away all the logic, all, you know, there there were some really nonsensical things in there. I don't know if we want to get into spoiler territory, but there's just some really <laughs> silly stuff that you kind of just have to go with. Um, there's some character uh, arcs that are a little bit, yeah, I don't know. They're 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 okay. It's it's just a little bit. Uh, it's, a, it's there's some odd choices in there. And I thought there was an odd choice in terms of like the way a certain character died. <laughs> it's like I didn't really expect someone to have such a brutal death when they really did didn't do anything to de- deserve it. But maybe that was just supposed to be. Uh, Part of the scare or something I don't know but but all in all I thought the effects are great I thought the dinosaurs looked amazing I thought thought the Indominus Rex was really cool I love the pterodactyls I love the I love the T-Rex obviously the old the old favorite from the original one um, the the, uh, the I think it was a mesosaur I'm not sure if that's what yeah. it's called that's in the sea or that's in this the sea world area of, of Jurassic World yeah, um, I uh, the, that was cool. The Raptors were awesome. I mean, I thought you know, even though it was ridiculous, the relationship that Chris Pratt had with the Raptors, I thought it was done as well as it could be. All yeah. things considered, about you know, just how unrealistic it is. But I thought it was. I just thought it was cool how you, you know they almost made it halfway believable that he could have some sort of relationship with these Raptors. Well, and, they still wanted to eat them, so it wasn't like. They totally were like coming up and giving them licks or anything like that. Yes, he he wasn't a controlling uh, he wasn't a controlling master. He was right. he had a relationship with the Raptors. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it was so I thought I, I yeah, and I thought Chris Pratt was great. I thought I thought there were moments of comedy that, that I wasn't expecting. I thought that was done really well. Yeah. I think that there were moments of comedy that one, you know. yeah. I, well, I thought the, the the moments of comedy were so unexpected. I thought it. In some ways, it even surpassed the first one because the first one was kind of droll and kind of relied on Jeff Goldblum to kind of lighten the mood with this kind of quirky Jeff Goldblumy stuff that he does. And um, but but yeah, I thought I, there were some genuinely funny moments uh, in there that I, I I didn't expect at all. And so um, 
in the and like I said, I you know I I I think we talked about last week or like how many you know how much more could they really do with these dinosaurs and they they found a new way to make it exciting you know they just had new you know when you have dinosaurs fighting each other you know that's always you know they, they pulled it off really well so that's and that's probably the most dino on dino action they've had in the series thus far so it's and that was done really well the last especially the last i'd say 20 30 minutes of the movie were just outstanding in terms of the the action and the effects and that so i was i was i was overall pretty pleased i i you know i don't think it's the kind of movie that i would personally go see again and again in the theater i think it's something that you know i enjoyed a lot maybe i'll get it on blu-ray maybe not i you know it's not it's it's so in a way i kind of understand where those reviews are coming from because it is a good movie it's just it's not uh, amazing, but I can. Um, I, I am a little surprised it's made so much money. It's set all these records because you would think, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens with Star Wars, but it's, um, you know, it's. I guess, you know, given that it's been, what, around 14 years or so since the last Jurassic movie, I think there's just a hunger out there, kind of a nostalgia that's kind of fueling all the all the box office for that and and it was done really well so i thought the director that colin trevorrow even though he's not going to be coming back for a sequel i thought he did a pretty good job i um i don't know i you know I, there's a really minor quibble but that the little kid with the eddie van halen haircut i i don't know why why they always give these kids these little these little muppet mop hairdos all the time you know it's i i don't know it's like it, this isn't the 70s anymore people and i was born in the 70s and then, Think I'd be down with it, but but yeah, I was I was pretty pleased. What what did you think of it? Um, I liked it. I wasn't blown away, but that could have been because I had some hype going into it, and I, I try not to do that. But you can't help but to to hear the news that oh, it's made so much, and you know I, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt. I think he's just knocking it out of the park right now, and you know I I wish him the best, and uh, I hope he just keeps going. I think he's a uh, He's a great movie star, great person. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think the I liked the movie. I really did. Um, I forgot to mention that Bryce Dallas Howard. I thought she was really good. Uh, I, that's that's one of the things I mentioned as, as far as the character arcs. I thought hers was interesting because it's they made her out to be kind of the icy the ICB that just all about corporate profits and and didn't care about you know family or kids. But then, you know, as the story progressed, she became more and more kind of warmed up to the idea of just being this, the, uh, I don't know, barefoot and pregnant or something like that. I don't know. That was, it was odd. I don't know. It was, but, you know, uh, I, but other than that, and, and yeah, and I know a lot of people made a big thing about her running away from a T-Rex in six inch pumps. <laughs> you know, you know what, you don't, yeah, you, just, you don't even notice. It's silly, but yeah, but movie people. Yeah, but the, the lady sitting next to me, I noticed she like she she leaned over to her husband and started talking about it. She's like, she "Can't do that because obviously women know that you can't do much of anything running around in those things." So <laughs> I thought she was good. I thought she was good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was. She was very good. Uh, you know, the kids were. You know, overall, all the actors I think did a great job. Um, I liked I liked the movie. It gave me a lot of sense of the uh, original Jurassic Park, uh, many ways. But you know, it wasn't to me 
Jurassic Park. I don't think you can ever really top that. But, you know, of course, uh, if you're, uh, you know, like I was, gosh, I I was probably a teenager when that Jurassic Park came out. Or, yeah, close to it anyway. But, uh, you know, today's teenager might, or, you know, kid might, uh, this might be their Jurassic Park, you know. This might be like, oh, wow, this is so, this is so crazy. Um, but, you know, Jurassic Park is kind of like Terminator 2, you know. They both gave you, uh, introduced new special effects. And um, you just kind of, you just, there's so many things uh, um, about those old movies that, you know, it still, you know, make you think, ah, you know, uh, just see things for the first time. Um, but yeah, the movie itself, it was a good movie. Uh, it's got, it's got humor. It's got action. It's a really good summer movie. Good popcorn movie. It's not, it's not a dumb movie at all. I'm not trying to say that. Um, uh, it kind of mirrors the first one. Well, I shouldn't say kind of, it does mirror the first one in some ways, you know, um, that I've picked out. Um, first off, you know, the park, it's a park again, you know, we're not going to an island that nothing's there, it's just dinosaurs, you know, uh, but there's actually an established park, you know, where in the first one, it was established, but it wasn't open yet, um, funny thing is, uh, Chris Pratt, his character is kind of like a blend of, um, Grant and, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, you know, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum's character, you know, uh, Grant was probably, uh, more adventurous, but, um, you know, uh, Goldblum had the more, more humor, you know, and, um, Chris Pratt kind of has those qualities. And the other thing I just thought of when you were talking about Bryce Dallas Howard is her attire in the movie is white. She's wearing white. Well, John Hammond wore white all the time in the first movie, you know, and he had, or he had relatives come visit the park, his grandkids. And in this one, it was her nephews. So there's a lot of mirroring things, which I like it. It's like an homage to, like, hey, remember these similar things? It's just like the James Bonds you're talking about, you know? They, they're they using what worked, and it, it did work. It's funny how in just about every Jurassic movie, like, somehow the little kids wind up having to face dinos on their own. It's like, in some, against all odds, they, they the adults somehow allow or, or neglectful enough to allow these kids to go off on their own to be with the dinos. I don't know. Well, kids are smart. Yeah, well, kid, yeah. Well, yeah, kids are smart, but yeah, yeah. Realistically, yeah, that, yeah. Holy crap! I mean, you put you put me in those situations when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I, I would have been eaten a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you know, I and I thought the the I thought it was kind of cool, but kind of ridiculous at the same time to have those little traveling around with to be with the dinosaurs out in the wild in a bubble. I I dug that, um, but. It only, wait, wait, the best part was going off road in the bubble. Yeah, bubble. yeah, that was a little. That was a little like, are you serious? Do you know what's around us? Yeah, um, no, because this this movie takes place in the the future, kind of like X Men, the near future, or whatever. Um, I mean, that's all I can. That's how I took it anyway. But um, I, I liked it a lot, and you know, I actually over the weekend I watched the uh, original ones on Blu-ray. Um, yeah, well, um, I, uh, I, I watched The Lost World, I, <laughs> no, I, of course I watched the first one all the way through, um, Lost World, I watched most of it, I will say the Blu-ray quality is really nice, I, especially Jurassic Park itself, it's really, 
it's really done well and uh there's a feature on there about going back to Jurassic Park you know they interview the actors now and um you just get to see how they created things and it's very very cool um so is that so are those blu-rays are they in a set Yes, um, it's actually my stepdad's. I borrowed them from him. Um, but this set is pretty cool. It like, uh, you know, it you open it like a book, and there's got they got slots for every movie, and there's even a slot for Jurassic World. So when you buy it, you can put it in there and have it all in one set. It's really cool. I recommend getting it. I, I'm not sure how much it is, but I think it's worth the money. I mean, you know, uh, I will say. I did enjoy the Lost World uh, up until like the end. I have issues with Lost World, obviously. Um, a lot of people do. Um, I think that's the only time I might have seen it. I only saw it uh, in the theater, and I think that was that was it. Well, I mean, if the Lost World proved anything, it's that you can beat Velociraptors with gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, I caught some of that scene. As she was like flipping, and she kicked one of the raptors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that was a stretch, but, uh, you know, I think The Lost World began well, um, and it just kind of, I think they just became a lost world <laughs> of a movie, you know? It's just, they're like, what do we do now? Well, yeah, let's... I, I kind of felt like Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn. Julianne Moore was kind of wasted, and I don't know, she just, she just didn't have, really... She kept talking about how powerful and amazing these dinosaurs were and yet she kept and how dangerous they were and yet she kept putting run around after that baby dino oh right yeah well this yes she was wasted if you compare her now but back then she wasn't really a big actress you know well, I, think, I think back then it's like well you've seen me in all these smaller movies and these really great roles right here i am to cash in in the big budget movie. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, her and Goldblum were both in Nine Months. I think that's what that movie was called. She was opposite... Uh, yes. Yes. And he played their friend who, I guess, had many, many relationships with women. And just basically was a stud. And Hugh Grant looked up to him, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Um, Lost World wasn't too bad. I still like Three a lot. Um, I think three brought it back, but you know, obviously, it wasn't. Nothing was ever going to be like the first Jurassic yeah, Park. You know, and I see a lot of people trash three. I, I enjoyed three as well. I, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was amazing either. I don't think, honestly, I don't think any of the movies are like amazing or great. But I think the first one was, you know, it was just groundbreaking in terms of it. I mean, it still holds up with its visual effects, and um, and I and I felt like they kind of built he'd ever really seen before and um but i and, and there was suspense and it was and I, the action sequence was really well. i don't think anything can live up but uh yeah i i to get back to the, my point I, I felt like three it was just a really a really good movie it just had some again it had action sequences we hadn't seen before that one had uh, a navy Spinosaurus, which, you know, is one of the is supposed supposedly one of the most deadly dinosaurs that's ever ever existed. There's not even that much actual physical evidence of them left because some of it was actually destroyed back in. Remains or fossil remains of it were actually destroyed. So, um, so yeah, that was that was cool. I thought I thought it was really well executed. Um,
So I'm, I'm not sure what all the hate is on 3, but maybe it was because uh, one of the rappers in Alan's stream actually said his name. <laughs> Alan! <laughs> right, right. Maybe that's it? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think Jurassic World's worth seeing. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, it's worth seeing the originals, too. Um, they weren't horrible. You know, they had their problems, but... The first one still remains the best one, I think. Just, uh, just captured, you know, your, I don't know, your childhood in a nutshell, basically. You just, you were introduced to all these crazy things, and you had kids in there that were kind of like your, your eyes, you know. And um, so, yeah, uh, that definitely was, um, uh, you know, those are all definitely good movies, and yeah, I recommend seeing the new one. Um, I also wanted to um, talk about. Um, some people we lost this this week. Um, James Horner, the composer. Yeah, Star Trek Two. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I believe he did. Yes. Um, yeah, he was an Oscar-winning composer. Uh, died at 61. Um, uh, he will be missed. He was very talented. Um, I think he scored Avatar, and he did some other James Cameron movies. Um, yeah, well, on the list I have here is Titanic, Avatar, Apollo 13, Fuel of Dreams, and several Star Trek movies. So, yeah, he's already, uh, you know, high up in my book. It's, you know, I'm a Trek fan. Um, let's see, what else has he done? Uh, da -da -da. Yeah, you're right, he did do Aliens. Um, Courage Under Fire, The Perfect Storm, Braveheart, oh yeah, Braveheart, uh, Willow, Cocoon. The Amazing Spider-Man and Southpaw. That's coming out July 24th. So yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, he um, yeah he died in a plane crash. It's um, it's too bad. Um, like, uh, because was the plane trying to land or something? What happened? Um, well, it says here he was an avid pilot. Um, let's <laughs> just you know after Harrison Ford you know can't maybe maybe these folks in Hollywood like you know just maybe leave the piloting to people 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 have success and they think you know what I can do anything well yeah I mean especially if uh, studios uh, invested in you to uh, you know deliver the goods in their movies you know we have to have Han Solo back and uh, you know I mean you know this he was a composer it's still a big loss but yeah, if he was an actor, I would have been even a major. It'd be even bigger deal. But um, it's still sad, and uh, yeah, we, we lost one of the greats. Um, hopefully, the Academy will show his picture because they seem to always forget somebody. But I doubt. I doubt he'll be forgotten because he is an Oscar winner. But yeah, that was that was tragic uh, to hear. And um, also, uh, Patrick. Applause uh, for him because. Oh. <laughs> I love how, like, when they show the pictures, like, so, some people get a lot of applause, and some people are like, eh, eh. Well, this this year, I don't think they really, uh, you couldn't really hear anybody applaud. I don't know, but that's another that's another episode to bitch about the Oscars. I mean, I love the Oscars, so but... The, I mean, it's good that they pay tribute to these people, but it's just odd the way some people, it's like, maybe we shouldn't applaud for anybody. Let's just have a moment of silence or something. I don't, yeah, well, you know... I, I know, yeah, it's very political anymore. I mean, it probably already w always was that, yeah. But I I can see it now versus like when I was younger. I was like, oh, the Oscars are on, you know. Uh, I still get that way. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, also um, looks like Patrick uh, McNee passed away. He was um, uh, in the Avengers back in the 60s. Um, it all... You need to be clear, it's not the Marvel Avengers. Right, right, correct. Yes. It's, yeah, it's the uh, one with the... <laughs> yeah, the British people, yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, sadly, I, I thought he already passed away years ago. I mean, he was... Well, you know, you know you're old when people think you're already dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to find his age here. Um, I think he was like 93. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I am looking that up as we speak. Uh, another person we lost was uh, Dick Van Patten. Um, played the king in Spaceballs, and of course, uh, eight w- eight is enough. enough yeah. Yeah, you're from the '70s. Well, somewhat. Well, well, I'm not watching saying, in your crib. I'm not saying that's anything to be proud of. What the '70s or the show? Uh, yeah, the '70s, man. Oh yeah, disco. What did the '70s get with the eight tracks? I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, songs. I don't know. I mean, what what <laughs> what did the '70s really contribute? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I'm I'm '80s kid, so but. I grew up in the 80s. Well, I, I know. Well, you know, I, I will say the 70s, they gave us Jaws, they gave us Star Wars. Of course. Rocky. So, you know, they gave us the Godfather movies. You know, they had some redeeming qualities. The Godfather. <laughs> yes. Uh, did give us uh, Vito Corleone. Struggling to... Uh, Arnson. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, it's just a uh, lost a lot of greats this week, um, and uh, yeah, uh, that Patrick uh, McNee, he was 93. I just saw here, 93. He had a good run. Yeah. He looks great in his picture. It's probably uh, probably in his 40s here, maybe 50s. So you, know, you never you never really get to choose your own picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you're dead, you like. You don't really get to choose which picture they're going to go with. Obviously, it's almost always a younger one, but yeah, I don't know. That must be weird to be a public figure and like just be people always think of you as this certain version of yourself when you were popular. <laughs> they don't want to think of you as the old, broken-down failure of an <laughs> of an actor. Yeah, no, yeah, and you know, he was in a Bond movie. He was in uh, View to a Kill. What? Who did he play? He was Tibbet. He was the um, uh, Roger Moore's assistant at uh, Christopher Walken's place. Oh, that okay. You remember that movie now, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Walken gunning people down with an Uzi. Right, right. Um, yeah. So. Did it have uh, Duran Duran? Yes, that was that was a big song. Yeah, um, movie wasn't the greatest, but um, yeah, he was in that movie. That, that's kind of cool. They linked both those worlds because they're both from the '60s era, and um, I think he was friends with um, Roger Moore. I mean, most of these Brits seem to be anyway, like Michael Caine and everybody. But um, dance into the fire. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, you can go view that classic. Um, not not too bad, you know, he actually... I, I just remember just a really, really, really old-looking Roger Moore. Oh, my gosh. This is just, it's, yeah, he's like, and it's really gross because it, the, his love interest in that movie is, 
like she looks like she's 18 and he's like he's young enough to be his granddaughter. He's 62. He was actually older than her mom in real life. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, a little gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so yeah, it's a sad week to to lose those greats, but um yeah, we you know, we have their movies and shows to remember them by and their music. So, you know, thank uh thank the heavens for that. Um also wanted to talk about uh, kind of going back to uh, superheroes. Uh, looks like Batman, the Batman, that's what's going to be called, will be directed by Ben Affleck and be coming out in 2018. Wait a minute. So there, there's a movie that's called The Batman that Ben Affleck is directing. Yeah, yeah. When did this happen? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but it will happen uh, so far. That's the plan. But he's going to direct it. I mean, wait a minute. Is he is he going to play Batman? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be the Batman directing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be Batman's first uh, solo movie. Uh, looks like Chris Terrio to write and Ben Affleck to direct. Yep. The Batman 2018 release. That's well, it's under rumor, but uh, Chris Terrio did he help write the town? I don't know, but if he did, that makes perfect sense. Um, I'm going directly to the link, but I will say I do like the title, The Batman, because, um, you know, we've had The Dark Knight, and that was a great title, um, but yeah, I like that title, it's very simple, and, um, yeah, I, I, um, I think, um, I think it'll be good, I, I really have high hopes. Do we know anything else about, do we know who else is in the movie? Not sure, but probably Jared Leto, if they have any of the Joker in it, um, you know, with the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, you know, I don't know, it's got... The Jared Leto Joker would, doesn't have the smile, doesn't have... He's got the damaged tattoo on the forehead. It's just... He's got a lot of tattoos, actually. Well, yeah, well, that, but the, I don't... It just seems too on the nose, or should I say on the forehead. But with that, you know, it's just... I don't know. I'm just not sure I can get into that. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, this Chris uh, Terrio, he wrote, uh, he wrote the Batman v Superman, and he will pin both Justice League movies, so... I mean, apparently he's, uh, yeah, I, I wish I knew more about him, and of course I could do more research about it, but um, we have time restraints right now uh, as we're podcasting here. Um, starring. Um, <laughs> starring guys trying to make a podcast using primitive tools. <laughs> Fire. Um, uh, also, more uh, superhero news. Um, looks like Chris Pine from Star Trek fame might actually be the new Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan, possibly. Um, oh, they're not going back to that well. Well, I will say this is um, what I read here. It's another rumor, everybody. Uh, looks like the Green Lantern reboot will uh, feature multiple Green Lanterns, which I think that's probably a good way to go if that's if they're going to have another Green Lantern movie. Because, um, you know, you got Jon Stewart, which a lot of people want as the next Green Lantern Um I think more people are familiar with John Stewart now. Stewart, not the Daily Show host. No, no, not the Daily Show host. That that would be interesting, but no, that would that would actually not be good. Um, uh, although I do enjoy John Stewart's show and his humor, but I don't see him as Green Lantern. But <laughs> he's cynical. He's Jewish. He's the Green Lantern. <laughs> He'll make you laugh. Um, no, but I, I think. Muscle tough summer 2022 starring. Directed by Steven Spielberg. No, uh, um, so I think that's a good idea for uh, 
a reboot or yeah, a reboot of Green Lantern. Um, yeah, so you know what? I, it's not really high up there on like movies that people are are wanting. You know, of course, if you're a Green Lantern fan, you're gonna want that. But uh, I mean, you're gonna have Justice League, so that'll be uh, there'll be cameos there. Um, I think Chris Pine's fine casting for that. Kind of. I think the best thing Chris Pine has going for him it, it isn't that he's Kirk in the Star Trek movies now, that he's not Ryan Reynolds <laughs> playing Green Lantern. Well, you know, I think Ryan Reynolds was just born to do that Deadpool uh, part, and yeah. I I hope it's you know what uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he you know I had some issues with him in the past where I just wish he would have just decided he would have made an acting choice and not just been his usual self. You know, juggling humor and seriousness and all that stuff, um, cockiness. Um, but this Deadpool's like perfect fit for him. So uh, it probably was a maybe a good. It probably was a good thing that Green Lantern did bomb. I mean, I don't think he'd. I don't know if he would be doing Deadpool now. Um, I hope that's successful because I, I think that uh, I think he deserves a hit and I think he's uh, he's a good actor. And um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate what happened with that last one, especially with. Uh, Martin Campbell directing that seemed to be such a shoe in but um, yeah it's just um, yeah just looking forward to the uh, reboot I guess I mean I'm not really craving it but uh, I think Chris Pine's a good choice to to be Hal Jordan and uh, I don't know I'm kind of shocked he would do that because it seems like he might try to do more serious things but um, you know hey it's another franchise opportunity and you know that's it, a lot of uh, bank for them so power to them but do we know who's gonna write and direct the movie no i don't think so i think it's too early to tell but i think they're just basically i, I think they're basically just setting up a plan uh you know do this and then do that like they got the justice league they're focusing on so after that they'll probably um go for the hal jordan or the green lantern movie i'm sorry and maybe they'll um maybe they won't maybe they'll just do a team up because i think that was another rumor where where he was going to being a team-up movie with The Flash, possibly. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, um, yeah, I'm for it, obviously. They're rebooting everything, uh, and it's going to be much darker, I'm sure. So, um, going back to Batman, however, um, this week uh, the new Batman game came out, uh, Arkham Knight. Um, I heard uh, I heard it's an awesome game on PS4, and the problem is I heard the PC version was not. Yes, I've heard that too. I heard they're like recalling it and they're refunding people. Oh man, that sucks. But yeah, maybe maybe they'll get a patch for it. I don't know. They they had like a 12-person dev team on the PC version, and apparently that didn't turn <laughs> out so well. Oh boy. Well, I have the game actually. I haven't played it yet. Um, just haven't had time. I've been. Trying to get this great material out to you folks. Um, With the amazing audio quality. Yes, well, this one I think is an improvement. Um, bear with us. We're going to get another mic uh, hopefully next week. And, uh, yeah, it should, be, it should be a lot better. We are, you know, we are moving forward and we want to get you the best quality. So uh, we'll be doing a lot more research and to sound and all that fun stuff. Um, I think it's important to, to let the audience know that we're spending tens of dollars on this podcast for this equipment out of our own pockets. Tens of dollars. Yes, people. And if you would like to make a donation, no, I'm just kidding. Maybe down the road. But uh, for now, you know, it's oh, just... Please, please. <laughs> I, I, need, I need to help. Send your money to Al.
So yeah, um, yeah, we are we'll work on the sound issues and everything. Uh, apologies. Um, we may delay the episode two uh, um, posting. It, it, it may not be salvageable. Would you say it may not be salvageable? Um, you know, it sounds good. Uh, I, I think uh, I just need to do a little bit more research on the sound quality. Um, that's why we are uh, basically just sharing the mic closer tonight. Um, and next week with the other mic, it'll be a lot better. Um, and I think Mitch will come back, so <laughs> we'll probably have to have two on one mic. Um, but hey, we'll make we're making do tonight, so I think we'll be fine. Um, and I'm sure uh, Mitch will have some. Uh, Maybe some interesting stories about the the con we had. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys both went to the Wizard Con here, in the, and we've been holding off on touching on that. And now, now probably uh, the natives are getting restless because they probably want to hear. Yeah. Well, you know the five people that would listen. <laughs> no, um, no, um, you know I actually talked to Mitch, and uh, yeah, he said to go ahead and just talk about my experience at least. Um, I had a great time. It was uh, it was fantastic. It was a great turnout. I was very happy that us Iowans showed up, and especially the cosplay. It was really good. And I, you know, I've been to Chicago twice, and I've been to Minneapolis. Uh, I think the cosplay was almost up there with my first C2E2 experience. Um, but yeah, it was it was a. So you're saying there were a lot of ladies? Yeah, a lot of ladies, a lot of, a lot of men's. Uh, <laughs> well, we might have some, you know, female viewers. Hopefully, um, uh, oh, well, you never know. We might, um, but yeah, uh, you know, and kids were out too. And actually, I brought my daughter out uh, Saturday. She didn't dress up or anything, but um, I was gonna say, what'd you guys dress as? Well, actually, she wore a pink Batman shirt. I, w- I was very proud. Um, were you guys match? Uh, no, 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 I. What was I wearing that day? I'm not sure. Um, I get as as none of you know. My suggestion was for Josh to go as the king. Yeah, and that's a good suggestion. But I would have been really hot. Yeah, well, well, from what I sweat a lot, and I heard it was somewhat warm in there. Yeah, in some spots. Um, if, if you're talking bodies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you know, I will say the. Panel rooms were in in Bet's Auditorium, um, the upper levels. Um, the new uh, room where they have the um, oh gosh, the uh, Tree of Lights Festival. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong. I apologize, but it's a beautiful room, and actually, it's pretty. It was a pretty cool room temperature-wise, so I I definitely enjoyed that. Um, and they had other uh, smaller panels and other conference rooms, but it was. Uh, it was a good uh, good turnout, and um, yeah, I uh, we already got uh, it's official. We're gonna have it again next year. It's gonna be in May this time. Um, so yeah, I will definitely be there. Uh, so t- so tell me, did you meet any new celebrities that you hadn't met before? What was that like? Um, no, it didn't really. Well, no. <sighs> I, I mean, I saw a lot of them up close, like Lou Ferrigno, and I went to the panels. I saw Robert England, um, saw I saw uh, saw uh, Elvira. You know, without all the makeup, she looks totally different. Uh, you know, she uh, she's beautiful, but she yeah, she does not look anything like Elvira. It's amazing. She's actually a redhead. Yes, yes, she is. She is. She yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I had to. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I did meet Jason Muse. I mean, you know, I got his autograph and spoke with him a little bit. I asked him about um, uh, when Mallrats, the sequel to Mallrats, uh, was coming out uh, or starting to film. And I think he said uh, October, maybe. For, for, the, for those who don't know, Jason Muse is uh, from Jay and Silent Bob. Correct. Yes. Yep. yep, exactly. Um, yeah, so he said that they're going to film in October, I believe. The uh, Mall Brats, it's called. I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I'm a big fan of Mall Rats. Um, and I did ask him about Clerks 3. It's a movie I, I've really been wanting for a while now. I know that Kevin Smith pretty much wrote the script on it from, you know, I've listened to his podcast and all that. It's supposed to be a great story. Um, so, yeah, it looks like. Uh, some scheduling difficulty has delayed Clerks 3, but um, it's still planned to be done. Um, so, uh, yeah, if the, both those can be made, uh, yeah, I'll be very happy. Um, and I just, I, you know, I'm sure they'll be successful. I like when Kevin Smith returns to what made him famous, and he makes it even better. I, I enjoyed Clerks 2 a lot. And, um, yeah, Jason Muse was a really nice guy. I got a picture with him. Super nice guy. Um and uh, I don't think I've seen that picture. Oh well, it's on Facebook, but yeah, I'll definitely show it to you. And I'll, you know what? I could probably share it to the uh, page here. Um, uh, me, and my brother-in-law, we're we're in it with him. So uh, yeah, my brother-in-law actually paid for the picture and uh, allowed me to be in it. So yeah, I was very appreciative of that. And uh, yeah, it was just great to see him. Didn't go to his panel or anything. Um, I did, however, go to Brandon Ralph's panel. Um, an Iowan native. Um, Super nice guy, just from you know watching him on up on stage. Um, and of course, uh, I do happen to work with his aunt, uh, which you know she's a great person, and uh, she always has a uh, high praise for her nephew. And um, actually, her son is his assistant um, occasionally with uh, going out of town and all that stuff. You know, I saw an interview. He was out at the E3 uh, conference. Oh, really? Yeah, at the very next week. So I don't know what he was doing out there or what he was promoting. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, wow, I, I really don't know. Maybe there's a an Adam game coming out uh, as character on Arrow. I have no idea. Maybe he's just you know. I'm sure celebrities just go there just for the games because he he did kind of mention he is kind of a, a nerd, you know, at the panel. Like he likes some geeky stuff too. And uh, yeah, it was just neat to hear him talk about the whole Superman experience. And um, you know, a lot of the questions were repetitive. You know, it's like okay, is someone gonna ask something else? And uh, Someone did, and that was good. Um, his parents were in the audience too, so it, it was it was great. And I went to some of uh, uh, Robert England's panel. Uh, that guy's super cool. Uh, and, you know, for playing someone so you know, well, so funny and scary. You know, Freddie. Um, he he seems to be a really cool guy. Um, and I know if you get a photo op with him, he uh, he'll get the claw and he'll put it on you and do a face. You know, all that stuff, but. Um, yeah, I saw his panel, and I saw Billy D. Williams' panel. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if we're going to see Lando again in the other Star Wars movies. It uh, sounded like uh, no one's really calling him. Um, you know, uh, he, he is Lando in the cartoons. Though. That's true, yes. that He's got that at least. Um, but, you know, uh, he, he's going to need a lot of work. Because uh, I, I know these other actors in Star Wars, they had, to, they had to lose a bunch of weight, you know, to get in better shape. Uh, but, you know, he he wasn't really there. I don't know. I Someone said that maybe he had a stroke or something. He just was very 
just had no energy and just kind of uh, uh, just brief with his responses. Um, just didn't seem like he was all all there. Um, it's pretty sad, but you know, I, hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully whoever told me that was wrong. But you know, I I do hope that he does get involved in the other Star Wars movies. You know, I I think uh, fans want to see that. I I want to see it, and um, you know, he, he's an old guy, and uh, why not? You got Ford in there, and well, you know, uh, he he'd need to drop quite a bit of weight if people wanted to you know see some sexy Lando again. But uh, you know, it makes me wonder how much of the old uh, Luke. Oh, I think we're going to see quite a bit. I mean, I've seen some pictures. Um, obviously, there's that clip in uh, the last trailer with uh, Harrison Ford at the end with Chewbacca. And, um, I think we're going to see quite a bit, but I also think they're passing the torch. I think they'll reemerge in the other Star Wars movies, you know. Maybe we won't see them a lot in this one. I know there's some cool shots of Luke. Um, so, I, I think I think we're going to get a, a good... Uh, I guess, I guess, I, guess uh, I wasn't trying to off on another tangent here, but I guess my only point was, do people really want to see the old versions all that much? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think so, personally, just coming off the prequels, I think people are ready for it, especially when they're in good shape, you know, and, you know, they don't, I think that helps them not look as old, but, um, you know, I think people want to see what happened to their characters. Um, some would probably want to see a whole movie devoted to that. Um, but you know, others probably want to see, probably want to see them again, but also see some new characters, which I think that's what they're doing, you know. Um, but yeah, hopefully Billy D uh, gets a, a cameo in eight or nine, uh, or you know, there's going to be some spin-off movies. But um, yeah, it's kind of sad they haven't. Uh, it seemed like they haven't really been calling him. But well, you know, if if he is having health problems, then that could be why. Yeah. They probably don't need him trying to run around shooting a. Uh, Laser pistol with a cane, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Well, you know, he. I think he does walk with a cane now, but when he came out on stage, he really wasn't. Um, I did find out one thing though. He he's an artist, I guess. Um, he uh, he drew a lithograph um, and had it at his booth. And I guess you could have just came up and seen it, but I didn't do that because I was like, that's like kind of awkward if I'm not getting his autograph. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I don't want to get your autograph. I just want to look at your stuff, but. I don't want to give you money, yeah. Billy. Well, and that's what a lot of people, I think, uh, have asked me about the con itself is like, uh, <laughs> well, a lot of people have been surprised, like, oh, you got to pay them for the autograph? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you got to pay to get in, you got to pay for the autograph. And they're like, oh, well, that includes a picture too, right? And no, it does not. But a lot of them are doing selfies now, which is like 10 bucks compared to a $100 professional photo. I think, I think that's worth it. Oh, so, you, so they'll let you use your own phone? Yeah, yeah. Actually, with Muse, well, with Muse, they they use my brother-in-law's camera. But yeah, you could use a phone. Um, I gotta, I gotta get to the point to where people pay me to be <laughs> to be with me, man. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, that sounds, I, it, that sounds weird. <laughs> well, you never know. But uh, and, you know, these guys are making bank. I mean, not all of them were like, oh my gosh, packed or anything, but. Um, it was just great to see all these celebrities, and I'm glad we turned out for them and us too, you know, so we could get this con back. Um, they had uh, they had some great uh, comic art there, um, great uh, merchandise. I bought a replica of the bride's uh, sword from Kill Bill. I was really psyched about. Um, it only cost me 25 bucks, and uh, it's a good piece to put in my uh, man cave. And uh, yeah, it uh, wasn't too bad at all. And I bought a bunch of decals as well. And, um, 
yeah, uh, I actually had to sacrifice getting Brandon Ralph's autograph um, to get that sword. But it was worth it. I've been wanting that sword for a while, and I figure uh, Ralph tours a lot on these cons, so I could always get his autograph or even talk to his aunt and maybe get it through her. But um, it's yeah, it's not a huge deal. But I, you know, I went to this panel, and that was entertaining enough, really. And um, yeah, it was just is neat to to see us all turn out for it. And uh, was, was Kevin Smith too cool to show up? Or- uh, he really doesn't go to many cons. He goes to, like San Diego, basically. Um, the CTE two I went to this year, he did record a live um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old podcast with uh, Jay, and that was great. Um, they still haven't aired that podcast. I don't think they are. I don't know why, but it <laughs> they couldn't possibly have the same technical difficulties we're having. Oh no, 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 no. Well, they they have plenty of experience, but. Um, yeah, I don't. If man, if he came, that would have been I would have been nuts. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good turnout, and uh, you know I, I think they could do some adjustments in the setup next year. Um, but it wasn't horrible. It really wasn't. They had the uh, Dumb and Dumber van there. That was kind of cool. Um, the Shaggy Dog, whatever. It was the actual Shag Wagon. Uh, it was actually one they refurbished. It was yeah, I think it was used. It was used for promotional um, tours from the first movie i think and then these people found it and restored it and then they take it on tour and you can get your picture inside you got to pay for it of course but i wonder that i'm like where do you find that at uh, yeah well gosh i'd hate to dry that thing outside man that holy crap that's that's got to get dirty easily but it was cool to see it up close and personal um and i had that luxury of seeing the delorean uh last year at the um the uh minneapolis wizard con that was um that's pretty cool. I got to get inside of it and get my picture. And Wait, was, that, was that the actual DeLorean? No, well, it was um, no, it was uh, actually rebuilt by these people who worked for the uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation, um, and they tour it as well. So, I mean, was it one that like a different DeLorean that they found, but they transformed it into the DeLorean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They like, yeah. They basically mimicked the one from the screen. It never was on film or anything, uh, or in the movies. But it was, I mean, it, it, you know, it was a replica, a true replica. I mean, I got inside of it, and uh, holy holy crap, it was, for me, I'm a big guy. It was really hard to get in, but it was even harder to get out of the thing, and I was afraid to break anything. Um, but, the, you know, the the foundation people were super cool about it. Um, they, you know, they, they told me a little bit about the car, and they found it, and, you know, rebuilt it, and... Um, yeah, it, it was really cool, and uh, they got in the the time circuit. They put in my uh, my birth date and all that fun stuff, and I got the official time traveler card, and then I got that over there. It's up on my wall, but it's um it's like a blueprint of the car. Um, so I bought that from the foundation as well. But yeah, it was super cool. But uh, yeah, hopefully next year we'll get some more vehicles here. I'm sure, especially the turnout was so good that. Uh, you know they'll they'll bring more stuff next year as long as we turn out for it. Uh, you know we'll just keep we'll keep going. Um, they also had some cool uh, souvenir cups you could buy. Um, they uh, they're like they're mugs uh, like uh, Luna mugs or whatever. Uh, they ranged in there's like three different types of them. Uh, they started out as like twenty bucks. You get like free refills, but um, I didn't get that. I mean, that's the thing. It, it does cost you a lot uh, to go to the con, especially if you want to get some autographs. So much stuff there. Um, but uh, I definitely wanted to get one of those cups. But 
Yeah, my budget was really tight, and I will tell you this, everybody. I mean, I don't mean to take away business from the uh, concession people, but it's just like any time you go to see a Barnstormers game, football game, whatever, baseball game. I mean, concessions are just horribly expensive. Uh, it was $5 for a slice of pizza and $4 for a 20-ounce soda. So, you know, already there, I, you know... I, well, I mean, basically the same price as a movie, right? Well, yeah, but I... I, I it was more feeling when you get food at the movie, I think. I don't know, but I don't know. It well the funny thing is these other cons I've been to, I swear I've not really been that hungry till we leave to go to the restaurant or something, uh wherever we're at. But this one, since I was home, it was weird even. Uh I was super hungry all the time. Maybe it's something they put in the pizza, I don't know. But man, I, I went through a lot of twenties, let's just say. Um and I you know, I had nothing to show for it, you know, I really didn't, especially when I brought my daughter. She was hungry, and then she wanted candy, and we did go by this cool booth where they had uh, light-up shirts. Uh, there was this crown, princess crown she got. At each point had a, a light on it, you know, an LED, um, and it had all these settings. It was actually a pretty good deal for five bucks, I thought. Um, later that night, uh, which was Saturday, we went to the costume contest, and um, that was even cooler. There was a Batgirl who won. Um, she won one of the top prizes uh i think it was like you know top three people whatever what was special about her costume well she crafted armor uh for it and uh just just the whole thing it, itself uh just the detail she put into it um you know it, each cosplayer went up there and especially the ones that the judges really liked you know off the bat ask them you know like um what's your what's it made out of and all that stuff and of course it's stuff i really can't repeat i don't know i wish i knew but uh you can't repeat. Well, no, I mean, it's just, it's just the... Oh, I was going to say... No, 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 yeah. No, it's not confidential. I just don't remember because I, I don't make that stuff. Um, I would like to someday, but... Uh, I was like, how, well, what could it possibly be made of? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I was like... Uranium. No. No. Max. Sorry. No, I just can't remember what the, some people said, but it's just fascinating the, the work these people put in. And, you know, someday, you know, maybe I'll make a costume. I don't know. Uh, hard to say. But it, it's still fun just to watch. And, you know, I my daughter at first was shy, and she didn't want to get pictures with anybody. Uh, and, you know, it was even a stretch to have her say hi, you know, because she saw Batgirl and everybody. And she's like, oh. But as we left that night, she um, finally warmed up, and, you know, she got her picture with Batgirl and uh, Lady Sith. Uh, other other people too um but it, it was cool it was really cool i'm glad she finally got into it um and you know my daughter's seven i have two other younger ones but i couldn't imagine bringing them there um because you know that the seven-year-old's your favorite right yeah yeah no no yeah they're all my favorites no the seven-year-old's just easier to watch and stuff but uh um, is, is, is she into any of this stuff? Um, kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's a kid. She loves costumes, obviously. Um, she likes some of the stuff. Uh, you know, mostly she sees like the booths with the lights and all that. She's like, oh, I want it. I want that. And of course, candy and all that stuff. But you know, she got a kick out of the people in costume. That was that was really cool. And uh, it was neat to bring her finally because you know I, I kind of wanted to bring her to these other cons, but it's so far away and. This was just so easy. It's just we're right at home. Yeah, and little kids, they get tired, they get hungry, they they don't have the same sort of uh, stamina for all the walking around that, that right. you don't. Yeah, that would be tough.
Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it's a great time overall. I only went two days. Uh, they sold out in the three day pass, so I wasn't able to get that. But you know, two days was even a day is worth it. You know, um, I don't know if I would if I had if I could only go one day. I don't know if I would just do it on a Friday. I'd probably just do Saturday and just take it all in because uh, Friday they opened at three, um, and uh, I think they. Uh, I think it was open till seven or eight, um, but um, oh. no. Well, Fridays are usually not that long, and not all the celebrities are usually there on those days. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays are probably the the days that the all they're all there. Uh, although I do think Shatner took off after Saturday, um, but yeah, it was. Did you get to see Shatner at all in this one? Oh, uh, you know what? I did see some of his panel. I did, yeah, um, but I. Uh, I saw his panel last year, so I wasn't like, oh, I can't miss this this year, but I still wanted to see it, but uh, I got to catch up with some friends, which was nice, and uh, it was just, that was the other thing that's cool, is just seeing your friends at these cons, because, you know, when you go out of town to the other cons, you, you don't get that luxury, you just, nothing's wrong with that, I mean, sometimes it's nice to meet new people, but uh, it just, it was just cool, because we're all like, hey, you know, we're all just embracing this, and especially the, those who weren't able to to ever go out of town for a con, you know, it, it was right in our backyard. It was it was fantastic, and um, yeah, um, I will say one more thing that was really cool. They had there, and I think it might be an Iowa company, but they had this booth where they had all these cameras set up in this like tent, and it basically took it took your it took a 3D image of you, and you could make a uh, little statue of yourself or a bust. Um, it's very expensive. For one like uh, that size, which is probably I don't know what is that uh, four inch, four inches probably, I don't know. I'm guessing here with my fingers here. Uh, anyway, that was like 200 bucks just for that. It's very cool, very damn expensive. You know, you know, but you know, uh, since this isn't a visual podcast, what you just said is going to come up really strange in the audio. Oh, probably. You just said, is that four inches? Oh, yeah. Well, now I realize that. But I did start with the 3D thing. Well, I guess I could still mean that, too. Because I guess there's some, probably some perverts has some ideas like that. But, uh... <laughs> Starring. Um, Wagmar. Um, no, it, but that was... I was really cool. Like, that's the thing with some of these cons. Like, you see some stuff... And, you know, it's even true for the fair. You see some stuff, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I'd love to do that. You know, I'd love to get that. But, yeah, holy crap. It was like $200 just for something small. It's like, man, I don't know. I mean, eventually we'll all have 3D printers, so I guess I just need to be patient. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good good turnout and a great time. And uh, Mitch, some, Mitch had some... Uh, uh, cool adventures. I don't know how much he can say, um, but um, I guess he'll talk all about it next week. Yeah, we'll see what we can uh, get out of him, and uh, yeah, um, that should be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you can think of? I think, I think we're getting pretty close to wrapping this one up, probably. Just because. Uh, yeah, it's it's getting there, but uh, yeah, I hope to get this out soon to everybody. Um, yeah, just thank you so much for all the likes to our page, and uh, it means a lot. And um, yeah, this week uh, we moved forward in a big way with um, our, um, you know, our agenda and our podcast. You know, we uh, hope to uh, just keep delivering you more and more material. Uh, eventually, I plan to do other types of podcasts, uh, like movie commentaries and so forth. Um, but yeah, we. Um, We'll continue to uh, share what we find out there on the uh, interwebs um, onto the page itself. 
And uh, yeah, uh, feel free to download our podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, this one, I think, uh, it's been pretty good. And I, I hope the sound quality is much better. Um, I think it is. But uh, we will only get better, folks. And just hang in there if you're kind of impatient right now with us. But uh, And hopefully the sound quality is better and we can get this one uploaded in a timely manner. Yeah, well, we the, should. The material will be... Somewhat more time. We're actually, yeah, we were actually recording this on computer tonight instead of my uh, digital recorder. So, um, yeah, we're taking more and more steps every time uh, to perfection. No, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, thank thank you all for listening, and um, yeah, just keep uh, come to our page. You know, if you want to see the latest stuff out there, um, you know, we do what we can to get it all out there to share for you, uh, share to you, and um, yeah, we'll uh, plan to. Be back next week, and uh, actually, we'll probably have this out sooner next week. Um, uh, I think we're going to record on a Wednesday. So, anyway, uh, look forward to you guys tuning in, and I just hope you guys have a great week, and just um, enjoy. Yep, later, guys.